Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome, everyone, back to a very special broadcast. Um, I'm David Woods, Bruin Report Online, the UCLA site on the 24-7 Sports Network, and I am joined by Brandon Huffman. Brandon, we are recording this because uh, just now... And no, we're not pre-recording this. This is happening exactly when this happens. Real time. Uh, real time. We had no foreknowledge whatsoever. Uh, five star. We, we certainly didn't record one of these already last week. This didn't no, happen. Sense. That would have been a poor usage of our time. <laughs> five star quarterback Dante Moore has committed to UCLA, flipping his commitment from Oregon. Um this has been uh, an ongoing uh, fun time on the message boards for about a week and a half now. Um, Dante Moore, um, this recruitment got much, much more hot and heavy in the last couple of weeks. Officially visited a weekend ago, and then uh, conversations this week um, ultimately resulted in Moore deciding to be a Bruin. Brandon, take us through everything this means. Everything. Since this is the first time we've recorded this, my emotion and angst is palpable right now, Dave. (laughs) Uh, No, just to put it in perspective of of how massive a commitment this is, to to give you an idea of where Dante Moore ranks kind of in UCLA football recruiting lore, this is the third highest rated recruit in the modern recruiting era since the internet really kind of started following recruiting. He is the highest-rated out-of-state recruit that UCLA has landed, and he's the highest-rated offensive recruit they've ever landed. So you look at their top 10 commits of all time, only one of them, besides Dante Moore, was an offensive player. That was Josh Rosen. Everybody else was defensive guys. So that, that, that tells you, you know, this is big. This is the biggest recruit by far Chip Kelly has landed. Since he's been at UCLA, whether it's the portal, I mean, you can make an argument that Zach Charbonnet might have been the most important, but in terms of just the overall rating, the overall impact, and the overall shock value, this is the biggest recruit under the Chip Kelly era. Yeah, and I think if you're talking about Charbonnet, that's in retrospect. He turned out to be obviously a, an All American caliber player, uh, but at the time, you know, four star transfer, that's great. But this is different. Uh, This is going into the prep ranks, going into a recruiting atmosphere that, let's just say, is extremely competitive with a lot of great pitches from a lot of universities Um, and snagging a five-star quarterback, which is the most coveted position in that marketplace. 
Um, and I'm using the marketplace specifically, like I'm using that word with meaning. Uh, this is a this is a major sea change for UCLA in its recruiting uh, under Chip Kelly for for a couple of different reasons. One, Chip Kelly himself. Um, this is you know what we've been talking about for several years is that UCLA has been largely non-competitive in upper tier recruitments um, for a variety of reasons, but. Um, UCLA's um, uh, large unwillingness to to play in these sorts of recruitments um, has been the main inhibiting factor. Um, getting simply getting involved with Dante Moore, getting involved in a, in in recruiting at this high level, which is something that you know Jim Mora's staff was much more comfortable doing. Uh, Chip Kelly's is not. Um, that's a change. That's a big change, um, and I don't think you can undersell how big of a change that is. Um, and from what we've heard, Chip Kelly is, you know, he, he's, he's on board with this now, um, in a way that was, that he wasn't before. So that's one. And then on the other is that UCLA had the, um, the ability to make a competitive pitch in, you know, this kind of new environment. Um, they had the ability to, um, sway a kid like this, um, who has a ton of opportunities across the country but pitch him on Los Angeles, pitch him on, you know, the, the reality of the NIL opportunities in the Los Angeles area. Um, huge, huge change for UCLA recruiting that this signals. I think that, you know, obviously, and for obvious reasons, there was a lot of skepticism that UCLA would ever join kind of the modern times when it comes to recruiting. I thought there was a lot of skepticism, and again, deservedly so, with UCLA's willingness to go after high-profile recruits. But, you know, interestingly enough, Dave, this isn't the first time that Chip Kelly has kind of shocked the world from a recruiting standpoint. Remember 2011, he flipped a longtime USC commit in the Anthony Thomas to the University of Oregon. And then a year later, was able to get Eric Armstead. And at that time, both those guys were the number one ranked player in the West. Both were top five players nationally uh, at the old scout.com. You know, they were five stars. So Dante Moore, you know, the number one player in the Midwest, it's... It hasn't happened often, and it's been 11 years since it last happened. But it isn't the first time that Chip Kelly kind of came in and shocked the world. I think what would also surprising this is how, you know, it all came to be so quickly. It went from, hey, you know, UCLA's riding with Luke Duncan. They're going to hit the portal hard for a quarterback to then all of a sudden get a visit from Dante Moore uh, in the penultimate recruiting weekend. Interestingly enough, the same weekend that Luke Duncan was taking his official and then over the next seven days, in a, in a weekend when he took that visit, you know there was the the since re uh, restored intern who you fired for posting pictures of the five star <laughs> quarterback commit. There were people saying, "Oh, this is a great money play for Oregon." Oh, this is a great story about a quarterback going to Oregon. Except UCLA ramped it up even more from the visit, so it showed. Hey, UCLA is willing to go toe to toe. They're very deliberate, and it may have been a few years since they went after a guy like this, but. Perhaps a look across town showed Chip Kelly what a dynamic quarterback can do for a program. And perhaps Dante Moore maybe even looked across town and saw the kind of impact the brand can have if you're in Los Angeles. And it became yeah. a perfect match. And I think all of that's a factor. I think the obviously Dorian Thompson-Robinson going and Bo Nix maybe staying at Oregon. 
that might have been a factor. Um, you know, early playing time for a kid of this caliber is such a huge deal because, you know, he might be a three-year player in college. You know, he might be in the NFL after three years. And so being able to kind of walk into – and I'm not saying he's walking in and starting from day one, but he's going to have a great chance to. Um, you know, I don't think Chip Kelly's given the job to anybody, but um, – he'll have every chance to. And frankly, looking at the respective talent of a lot of these guys, I think he'll be the, you know, overwhelming favorite heading into spring. Um, But that the value of that is also huge. Um, This, I think there's just, it's just so many different factors. And I think UCLA pitched it all really, really well to him uh, and to the family. Um, I think they, they really sold him on the idea of being in LA being in this program um, and all of the different opportunities that Moore is going to have here, um, just being a little bit different from other places he could end up. And this is something we've talked about for a long time is, and this is the part, part of the reason, um, and not to dwell too heavily on this because there has been a change, but uh, part of the reason that the early Chip Kelly era has been a little bit frustrating from a recruiting standpoint is this is what we mean by leveraging UCLA, like leveraging the location, leveraging the natural advantages of UCLA. This recruitment is that. Um, And it takes a different form in this NIL era, but it's the same thing. You can be in Los Angeles. You can be in this market. You can be at a school where it's, you know, sunshine every day of the year. Like you can, if you pitch that right, you're attractive uh, in any situation where your program has a pulse. Um, and right now, I mean, this is another thing is that Chip Kelly is able to parlay um, instead of whatever it was over the first three years, 10 and 25 or whatever the heck it was, 17 and 7 over the last two, 9 and 3 last year, top 10 offense last year. Um, all those things come together. And um, but this is what UCLA is capable of. They're capable of landing a guy like this. They're capable of pulling him from a conference opponent who is also not shy about playing the modern recruiting game. Um, all of that comes together. Uh, if, if you're, if you're selling this, this place, right. And um, kudos to UCLA. Cause they did. I think what's most intriguing about this is that this might be a trend moving forward. This is the, obviously the kind of recruit that UCLA needs to continue to target as they make the move to the big 10. And Dave, the reality is they need to target those type of kids in Southern California or in Northern California. Do that with a lot of the West Coast kids. That's the big theme that I think UCLA fans have just been the the frustration. It's really been previous years, the lack of effort towards those high level elite local kids. Or when there's a big name kid in Southern California that UCLA might have a chance with, they don't necessarily target him because the big boys are are dancing. And there are a lot of kids that still want to stay home. You know, there are a lot of kids that want to play in front of the home crowd five or six times a year. But you yeah. got to, you know, if you want to dance, you got to freaking make an invitation to the dance. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing is that um, I and th- that's the hope, I should say, because I think everything we're hearing, everything that we've seen now, you know, that this is proof of concept. But um, I think this is going to be a broader change than just one guy. But we're going to see. Um, but I think when you're when you're looking at you, the picture of UCLA's recruiting, this one guy, even even if it isn't like a, um, I, I think it's a signal no matter what. Even if it's not like a truly like oh wow they're they're completely changing the game, 
this one guy at that position, um, and this is kind of what I want to get into with you, is can there be at this late stage, uh, you know, only two days or, you know, whatever, whenever this, I'm not even going to say a date, uh, only only a, a short time from signing day, if it is signing day, who do, who knows what day this is going out, Brandon? Who knows? Sure. Um, but is there a chance still for any kind of Pied Piper effect heading into January and February, whether it's with transfers, whether it's with late signees, or if that effect might be felt better in the 2024 class? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be obviously because of the timing of it with so many players that have made their early decision it's going to have little effect on the 2023 class in terms of getting guys to come. Now, it may affect it in the portal. Maybe there's some guys who are like, hey, I want to go play with Dante Moore the next couple of years. I'll go to the portal. I'll go to UCLA. Maybe it's not the immediate graduating types. Maybe it's the guys that are probably, you know, have been at a school for a year or two, and they think, okay, I want to go somewhere where they're going to pass the ball. Or they're going to check the rock. But I think it is going to have a bigger impact on the 2024 class. And this seems like it's not just a big play for the next few years, but this is also UCLA showing that, hey, they want to go to the Midwest. And with the move to the Big Ten, they're going to target more Midwest guys. And if you look over the weekend, you know, some of the transfers that they got from the portal, uh, the offensive lineman from Purdue, who's originally from Michigan, uh, the quarterback commit that they got from Kent State, a lot of Midwest guys. So maybe that's going to make you, and you and I have talked about this in, in previous uh, broadcast where we talked about the impact of UCLA and USC's move to the Big, Big Ten was maybe this opens doors in the Midwest that weren't readily available before. So while I still think that they need to make their bread and butter in Southern California, if those Southern California kids are bent to leave the area, then go target the Midwest kids who maybe like those Southern California kids, they want to make a move to the West Coast, but now they get the opportunity to play in front of their friends and family. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, there, I mean, there's so many different things that play into this, but um, I think, you know, if you're being optimistic, there's also a chance that um, with UCLA throwing its hat in the ring a little bit more with, you know, uh, competitive recruiting and, you know, embracing a little bit more of modern recruiting um, and, you know, USC obviously doing its thing across town it might stem the tide, stem the flow of um, the talent drain, actually would be the best way to describe it, of West Coast kids out of out of region. Um, and if that can be stopped, you know, where it's, you know, a bunch of West Coast guys playing quarterback in SEC championship games, because um, that's not the way things always were, but it is the way things are now. Um, you know, this, this could be the start of that, um, where, you know, between – Oregon, USC, uh, uh, revitalized UCLA, um, you know, it, it might become cool again to stay West, um, which would be good to see for the health of uh, all the kind of West Coast programs, but UCLA especially. Um, Brandon, um, so another thing, so uh, this past weekend, uh, Colin Schley, the Kent State quarterback, um, first it was teased by ESPN a little bit early that he had committed. Then uh, there was some, you know, oh, wow, does this mean that, you know, UCLA is not going to get Dante Moore? So this is a really interesting situation because you've got a group of five quarterback who started all of last year coming in and you've got Dante Moore. And then UCLA is only losing one scholarship quarterback. Dorian Thompson Robinson is the only one leaving. But that's a crowded room now. You've got those two guys who are both coming in. You've got Luke Duncan coming in as of right now and you've got uh justin martin and ethan garbers still on campus um chase griffin still on campus 
Um, how are these dominoes going to fall? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you got new Chattanooga quarterback. There's a Chase Artifice is going to Chattanooga. Yep. You've yep. got, you know, two years or two quarterbacks in a row left after last season of Parker McQuarrie and Kajaya Holloway. So, you know, clearly UCLA is not immune to losing quarterbacks. They lost two last year. I got to think with the pursuit of two high school quarterbacks and a transfer that maybe two of the three remaining scholarship quarterbacks will probably leave. And hell, it would be a, sh- a huge shocker if all three decided to leave. Now, the you know the interesting thing is Colin or Colin uh, Chase Griffin already has his degree, and I believe he's got two years that he could still play. So he may transfer down somewhere where he can get a great education or transfer across, and he'd have two years of play. Justin Martin hasn't used his one-time transfer, so he can pretty much go anywhere. But he only has four years to play those four years. Ethan Garbers already used the one-time transfer, but if he gets his degree, which is possible to have that by the end of the school year especially considering you know he was an early enrollee at the university of washington he could go somewhere with potentially two years or maybe he stays and and he bets on himself and he's got the confidence maybe justin martin stays but i have a hard time seeing with three incoming quarterbacks and three scholarship quarterbacks there being six quarterbacks in spring camp i have a hard time believing that there are going to be four or five Quarterbacks four would probably be the most realistic, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if there was only three. Dave, selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, and so, I mean, it'd be interesting to see exactly when or if these dominoes start falling, whether guys try to make it through the spring, see if they can compete for it or not. Um but um, obviously, when you land a five-star guy of this caliber, um, it it 
the the writing would appear to be on the wall uh for certain guys um and it might just make more sense um and it's you know it's the unfortunate reality of this situation but and if you're if you're a player centric you know kind of thinker as i am um the transfer portal has made it never easier to find another spot where you can um live out your dreams of, of playing football so um you know small solace but um it is some for uh, guys who who might feel a little cheesed off um but yeah so i mean we should talk about a little bit more about dante more the player um because i know we've talked about him a little bit in previous broadcasts but just to kind of lay it all out there for people I, I, do you have a good comp for him based on what you've seen brandon because i mean i he seems like kind of a do everything pretty well guy to me yeah, he, he is. You know, he's one of those guys that really can do a little bit of everything. He can throw, he can run. It's not going to be his first choice to run. I think, you know, maybe a bigger version of Bryce Young is a, a good comp just in terms of he's not a dual threat, but he can run if he needs to. But he's got the arm, he can throw, he's very polished, very technically sound, plays against great competition, is a clutch quarterback, makes the plays at the end of the games that his team needs him, uh, you know, won uh, three state or two state championships, uh, took his team to three state championship games. You know, one of those guys that is considered a legend in Detroit football, and some say he's the best football player to come from Detroit since Jerome Bettis. You know, so he's got that it factor to him. Maybe a bigger version of Kyler Murray might be another good comp in terms of, you know, Kyler Murray is widely considered to be one of the greatest high school football players ever from the state of Texas just because of his impact on the game. But Dante Moore is a guy that wants to sit in the pocket. He wants to pick you apart with his arm. He's not going to be the guy that's going to tuck and run. He's not going to be a Dorian in the sense that, you know, he can beat you with his feet and make a lot of highlight plays. He wants to sit in the pocket and pick you apart as a passer and you know from a physical standpoint his player comp is Dak Prescott and you know Dak can run if he needs to but Dak wants to sit in the pocket and throw on you and I think that that's what you know Dante Moore has is he wants to he wants to win games with his arms but he's also got that it factor that ish to him that I think sets him apart as well yeah and that's and that's as we've seen it's a huge factor that confidence that level of uh, leadership and all of that um and it's something that Dorian Thompson Robinson grew into, but you know, this is uh, it's a guy who started a lot of games in high school football. Remember the thing with Dorian was he hadn't really started a whole mm-hmm. lot. Um, he'd played, he'd started one season at quarterback. He'd been a backup the previous year and then was a receiver before that, um, which is a whole different uh, type of confidence and, and uh, arrogance you need, but it's not the same as a quarterback. And Dorian grew into it the last couple of years, but with, Dante Moore, he's walking in with it. Um, he's walking in with that leadership of a top-tier high school team. He's been the leader since, you know, I mean, obviously he played his freshman year, but uh, definitely since his sophomore year and um, done it all at that level. Um, so, yeah, I, I saw Biggins describe him as having an extremely high floor. Um, and when you hear that, what I hear is he's going to be the favorite to start in year one. Um, mm-hmm. when you walk in with that level of polish. Um, so I, I think, you know, I think that's the thing to get excited about. There's also the trepidation of starting a true freshman at quarterback, but all that's for later. Um, for right now, uh, again, this is, um, it's just, a, it's a, it's a major deal for UCLA. Um, and it's, it's, uh, a huge, 
a huge win um, from a from a ranking standpoint. Um, I think we were doing the math. You did it, um, and it'll change a little bit because there's going to be more commitments for a lot of different schools. But this alone, um, well, you're probably seeing it update in real time, but puts UCLA in or near the top 30 um, when they were, you know, middle of uh, the week before signing day, they were somewhere in the 50s or 60s. Um, this is that it's that kind of recruitment. It's that kind of prospect where it's just it changes the entire complexion of the class by himself. I'm going to do a little recruiting class calculator to say exactly where this puts UCLA. So you just keep talking amongst yourself for 30 seconds so I can pull up the calculator because this all just happens so fast and we are not pre-recording this at all. So yeah. we are we're scrambling just like you are folks. Um, and it's so almost we, like it's almost like if we'd had a little bit of time. If say we were recording this on Sunday, December 18th at at 1:24 p.m. If we'd had a little bit more time, maybe we could have done like a, an outline of the show before we decided to start talking about it. But that would have been silly because we were well, not we just prepared. don't have time. We don't. We, we don't were not time. prepared because this all just happened so suddenly. It, it uh, all happened so fast, and we haven't. And and if we if we'd like already done a version of this, say like three or four days ago, that could have been like a test drive, um, and then we would have been better prepared for this. But no. So it does jump UCLA to 200.98, which moves them to the fifth ranked class in the Pac-12. They currently were sitting eighth uh, going into the weekend before we recorded this on Monday uh, or Tuesday, whatever day it is that we're recording this. Um, But now they move ahead of Stanford into the number five spot. From an overall ranking standpoint, what this does is that it now... Let's just, you know, because we're totally unprepared. We, we had no idea this was going to We had happen. no idea this was happening at all. Again, this is all happening in real time. So if you yes. do the overall ranking, this would move UCLA up to the number four class in the Pac-12, where they currently sit fifth, would move them ahead of Washington and into the number four spot behind Utah, USC, and Oregon. Uh, Oregon has had a good weekend in terms of crystal or of, uh, transfers as well as USC will probably start picking up that in that respect. But this would also move UCLA with this commitment. This would move UCLA to right around roughly 23rd in the top 25 uh, overall when you factor in the high school rankings and the transfer rankings. So a, a class that's trending up. And that's with a lot of these transfers still not having been rated. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing is that's going to continue to happen um, over the coming what months? Doesn't that happen all through the next transfer cycle? Like the it next does. Uh, it, transfer it, period, I should say. Yep, and you know one thing to keep in mind too is the dead period is now underway, but there is a window for transfers to visit shortly after the new year. There's like a five day window because there's going to be a lot of guys that will probably announce they're going into the portal. After the bowl games, now that new coaches have come in, things are kind of settling. So UCLA kind of had their first wave of transfers over the weekend, but we anticipate plenty more. And then there's obviously the spring one. Yeah, and so there's there's a, a lot more opportunities for all of that um, to kind of come together um, in terms of the ranking. Because we know you sickos, that's what you care about. You're like, oh yeah, Dante Moore, fine. But what is the number going up? Is the ranking going up? Because that's all I care about. I like to see the number go up. Because you're an American, a red-blooded American, and you like to see numbers go up. Uh, so the number will go up. We'll see exactly how far. But um, obviously, it's a huge deal. Um, amazing uh, for UCLA to pull this off. 
something you know I've, I've i've said it a few times both in you know uh, my brain or in an unrecorded podcast maybe from last week and also um in our actual recorded podcast that was published on friday uh but again if you told me at the beginning of november hey uh chip kelly's going to land a f- or ucla is going to land a five-star quarterback i would have thought chip kelly had been fired so this is it's it's a sea change it's a big yes. difference so all right well for brandon huffman i'm david woods Bruin report online enjoy the new world everyone and we'll talk to you again next time a very bright shining light Sarajevo and they needed to kill that light from producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2 U2 they represent a personification of our resistance the Hollywood reporter hails kiss the future moving and inspirational kiss the future viva Sarajevo kiss the future new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus go to Paramount Plus to try it free terms apply